going. Oh. Yeah, we're recording. Now. Okay, cool. Yeah, you always sound shocked when I say we're going. Yeah, I know. It's just tradition. Oh, so you're not actually surprised? You're lying to the people? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't respect them. Why would I tell them the truth? <laughs> Rude. Welcome back, everyone, to this special episode of... Known Unknowns. Guess the game show. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Could not recognize any any sort of melody in that. <laughs> Surprise is right. Okay. Do, do, do. No? This isn't a special episode. I'm sorry. Are we doing the prices right? No. $27. Shut up. Give it to me. That's how I think that's how that works. You name a price and you give it to me. Oh no. No, this isn't a special episode. I'm sorry too. This is This is a normal, boring episode. Yeah, don't listen to this one. You're not missing. You're not. This, <laughs> <laughs> it's, you, you already know what's going to happen. Yeah. I'm a little sick, I think. Yeah. So if I'm not as enthusiastic as usual, it's because I think I'm a little sick, or I am. I have been a little sick. Yeah, you're you're sniffly. <laughs> yeah. You're sniffly today. Yeah, I just don't feel good. You know, when you just wake up and you're like, whoa, I don't feel very good. That's how I feel right now. Mm. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Yeah. How, how what what's been going on with you other than being sick? Uh <laughs> <laughs> that okay. thing. Uh been doing some work. Been doing some some work. Uh okay. been doing some work. Been doing some work. Yeah, that's it. Not me. What have you been doing? I've been uh I've been preoccupied with the uh a rally in Monte Carlo going on this weekend. So I've uh if anyone wants to talk about that with me, send a send a DM or a Where send an on email. Twitter? Yeah, DM me. Email known unknowns email. podcast at gmail dot com. Uh they're not gonna do that. Uh, uh, yeah, I know. no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean no one emails us. It's a lonely only spammers, scammers, spam, spam. I can't speak. Spam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if anyone wants to talk about uh, Harry just needs Timo Sunanen's big off, if you if you think he's gonna uh, M Sports gonna bring him back for the Arctic Rally, what do we think the drama was between Thierry Neuville and Nicholas Soul that they split up and had to bring in Martin Vidaga to be his co-driver? <laughs> On short notice, that was crazy, um, but they still pulled off a podium finish. Do we think Elfin Evans is going to keep up the consistency through this season and be a championship contender again? I don't know what you These saying. are the kind of things I want to talk about with people, but nobody else in the world cares about it. <laughs> Harry just doesn't have friends. Just be his friend, okay? Someone, be his friend. That's all he wants. That's what he's calling for right now. <laughs> right. You should get on Tinder, but do for friends. Just don't they have a section for that? I think someone told me that once. <laughs> okay. Because I said I want to do Tinder. I've never been on Tinder, but it oh. sounds fun. No, it just sounds fun, like matching with 
cool looking people and then you talk to them. Oh. Because I'm lonely. <laughs> oh. Not romantically. And then someone was like, you could do it for friends. And I'm like, I want to do that. Oh, okay. What? <laughs> I guess there aren't any other cool people <laughs> you can talk to. Yeah. You have tons of friends. Mm, yeah, you're right. I do have tons <laughs> of friends. But I like meeting new people. It's fun. Yeah. I don't, I don't like meeting new people. Yeah, I do. <laughs> That's why I want to do Tinder. <laughs> Okay. I want to do Tinder. All right. Well. <laughs> I've never been on it. Have you ever been on Tinder? No. I don't you never made a Tinder? So. No. What do you oh, mean, me, no, you don't think no, so? No, me, me and uh, Ryan, some friends from high school. <laughs> Ryan. Me and Ryan and Hayden, we made a, a joint. Paul? Yeah. I like him. We made a joint Tinder account, and we, um, for one night, um, we, I don't, we just made it. We didn't really do anything with it. You just made it? <laughs> we just, I think we might have swiped on some people. I don't, I don't remember if we matched with anybody. Was we it put a like picture a, of all three of you then? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't like, remember what our name was. It was like a combination of all our names. And <laughs> do you ever talk to Hayden Paul anymore? I shouldn't say his name on this podcast. I don't know. <laughs> do you ever talk to him anymore? Uh, no, I don't talk to people. Oh. You this should is, ask him about that Tinder account. This is the only time I utter words in a, in a week. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, Harry doesn't talk. No. Did you guys know that? I'm s- quiet as a mouse most of the time. <laughs> he does not talk to me. He, he sits in bed and he well, goes, yeah. You think most of my okay. interests are dumb and I don't have anything else to talk <laughs> I about. I don't think your interests are dumb. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know do. what you do. I ask you all the time, what are you doing over there? And you're like, nothing. Because I know you think it's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, what are you doing on your computer? Playing a game. Yeah. What game? It's just a game. You wouldn't like it. And then I say, I know okay, you. I'm done trying I've, to talk I've, to you then. I've tried to tell you about stuff that I'm doing, and you say, sounds dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it usually is, but I'd like to hear about it sometimes. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, if anyone out there does care about me. and oh, what, and wants to hear about what I'm interested in, uh, reach out. It's like... <laughs> oh, this is bad. Okay, what's new in the news this week? Anything? I don't know. I've just been... Uh, uh, I don't get on my phone. Been... I haven't been on Twitter in like two weeks. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the, big, the big fruit market strike uh, worked out uh, in workers' favor, it seems like. Okay. <laughs> Biden was inaugurated as president. Didn't that happen this week? I think so. We didn't talk about it last week, I don't think. No, yeah. So that I didn't watch it or pay any attention. Um, I didn't either. It kind of felt good to just not really pay attention to what's going on. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't I care like, about him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like that's how it should be. Yeah, I know. That's why I felt good. Yeah. I liked have... the Bernie memes. Those kept me going for a couple days. <laughs> yeah, those were fun. Those were so fun. It was... I watched some interviews with him today with his reactions, and he's such a grandpa. They're like, did you know you were a meme? Do you, do you know about these? And he goes, yes, I know about them. <laughs> then they're like, do you find them fun? And he's like, yeah, I do. Yeah, they're they're fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Apparently, the uh, the the mittens, you know, the mittens he had on. Mm-hmm. Did you hear this? Uh, I think so. They were like handmade. Yeah, by a, by some lady in Vermont. So people have been like contacting her, like, "Hey, can I get mittens?" And she's like, 
no, <laughs> I don't have time to make you all mittens. Yeah, no, she made, made out of like a local wool and recite and recycled water bottle yeah. plastic stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's yeah. been wearing them for years. I love him. I know. <laughs> but it was everyone's, the collective unconscious of everybody yearning for a better president. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't a casual attire that day and just sitting in a chair. And I want to, he said, yeah, I don't know. I think it's funny. You only need one good winter coat. Yeah. I agree with that. It's just a it's just a bureaucratic like changing of the person in the job. Why is there's no yeah. need for a big ceremony and stuff. Especially <laughs> in this time when uh so many people are uh, struggling. They don't want to see these like rich assholes having a good time. No, I really don't. <laughs> That's why I didn't watch it. I don't care what he has to say. I don't I care what anyone to... has to say. Yeah, that's true. Hey, we're supposed to get snow this week or next week in Chicago or this week when you're listening to it. Probably (laughs) when you're listening to it. It might be snowing right now. Whoa, is it snowing for you or do you guys live in Chicago? I bet a majority of our listeners live in Illinois. Probably. Illinois is supposed to get some snow. Thank you. I love snow. I know we have not had enough snow. Anyway, now that we've gotten the weather talk out of the way. <laughs> that's your, That's the forecast. That's, that's the, the forecast. Uh, I am an aspiring meteorologist. Did you all know that? I love weather. What? Nothing. I bet they think I'm joking, but I do, don't I? Yeah, weather's nice. Weather's cool. No, don't I like yeah, weather? I know you do. Like, I know. I'm you really watch into the weather. weather all the time. <laughs> I love You're the talking, weather. That's all you talk about. Yeah, I love the weather. Okay. I'm an aspiring meteorologist with no qualifications. Someone put me on TV to tell the weather. That's all I want to do. Yeah. Do do, do TV meteorologists actually do that much? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they actually get meteorologists. Yeah. And they like have to actually do stuff. They don't just like read numbers from the National Weather Service and stuff. No, I think they actually do stuff. Okay, cool. One of my my uh, a professor of mine in college, my natural disasters uh, teacher, he's a meteorologist, and he was a TV meteorologist for Chicago for a while. Okay, cool. He said he hated it though. Okay. He said he really didn't like it. He didn't like the TV, the fast paced TV life, and like uh-huh. he just didn't really enjoy it. But yeah, he did. He had to do like the research and then. Okay, cool. Yeah, I just I, I didn't know like how I never knew either until he was like job is. Yeah, he didn't like it. He's like I hated it. <laughs> now he does weather for like a radio station. <laughs> All right. And teaches. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. So, mm-hmm. All right. Anything else to discuss? No, we're 11 minutes in. We should That's, it's time. We're, we're overdue. Yeah. All right. Well, you're going first this week. <laughs> yeah. So, so the thing about a king or a queen or a monarch of any kind, Carly, what? is that they can do whatever they want to do. You can do whatever you like. <laughs> is that the song? We can do whatever we like. I don't, I think that's even less the oh, song. Oh, <laughs> what? No, it's you can do whatever. <laughs> anyway, just continue. They can do whatever they yeah. like. You know, a, a normal person is constrained by the limits of what is socially acceptable or legal or economical. I'm not. 
And I wear weird clothes all the time <laughs> and steal from CBSs. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. Uh, parody if, to the FBI <laughs> agent listening to this in the game. Satire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, what, allegedly, what? <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> now they can't get to me. I hear if you say allegedly, it doesn't count. <laughs> they can't use it against you in right. court, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are. You are. You're just repeating the allegations of unknown persons that you shoplift from CVS. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> it's all alleged. Look, they wouldn't have self-checkouts if they didn't want you to steal things. They want you to steal things. Exactly. They want you to get caught for stealing things. It's all an insurance racket. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. I don't know. Oh, yeah. You're probably right. They probably get money for how much is stolen from them, right? Probably. They're insured. Oh, my God. Anyway. So, so, so yeah, the history is littered and the landscape is littered landscape yeah with the with the whims of monarchs from the eccentric to the insane um and i'm gonna talk about some of them cool uh starting with you're gonna uh, talk about the insane ones yeah well one in particular that i'm gonna get to a little later uh but uh for instance sweet Tsar peter the great uh who ruled russia in the late 17th and early 18th centuries yeah he was pretty good pretty great he was peter the great yeah. Yeah. He, excuse me again. Oh my God, he keeps burping. Folks. Enjoyed watching surgeries. Um, according to one of his biographies, what? doctors at St. Petersburg <laughs> hospitals had orders to contact him whenever they were about to perform a particularly interesting operation. What a flipping freak. <laughs> get on the horn to the king and say, hey, Check this out. We're about to we're about to take this guy's stomach out and uh, do some weird stuff to it. He would have liked Grey's Anatomy. Probably would have. Oh my God, he's not that weird. People watch it on TV <laughs> now all the time. I know, but sometimes watching wasn't enough for him. Oh no! And he would g- get involved himself. <gasps> they would let him cut people open. Oh yeah, he's the ki- he's Peter the Great. You're gonna set tell the emperor of all Russia that he can't. Slice into this guy? Yes! I'm going to tell him that. Well, he's going to cut your head off. Good. (laughs) Uh, And this, as you can guess, uh, led to many, many deaths. (laughs) He didn't stop after the first death? Apparently not. His other great love was dentistry. No. And if you wanted to get in good with the czar, uh, all you Mm -hmm. had to do was let him pull one of your teeth out. No, 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 no. I know. No, no. What a freaking freak. <laughs> no, no. Anyway, uh, Frederick William I of Prussia, he had a thing for very tall men. Um, and like attracted to very tall men? I, I, I have a suspicion. that uh, They didn't say that explicitly uh, in the thing I was reading. He just liked to but hire he, he was really like tall obsessed, men or what? He, he was obsessed with them. Uh, I mean, it may be related to the fact that he what? himself was like only five foot five. Oh, so he wore stilts, right? But 
Uh, he created a special army regiment called the Potsdam Giants. No way. Um, uh, the requirement for which was to be over six feet tall, um, <laughs> though most of the people in it were, of course, much taller than that. Um, and if the taller that you were, the more you would get paid. To... I like this guy. <laughs> this is innocent. Yeah, I know. He was just attracted to tall men, and he's like, he has my money. <laughs> he, ju- he just he probably loved some... slept with him, too. Probably. Yeah. He loves some tall guys. Yeah, who cares? Uh, he was always on the lookout for more to add to his collection. <laughs> uh, he, he would buy large sons off their parents. No. <laughs> um, or just take them off the street. <laughs> um, oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, or unless he was, like, kidnapping them. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, a, how would you a kidnap boy. a 6'5 man, though? <laughs> I'd get some of your other 6'5 men to do it. <laughs> okay, but he's not a child. <laughs> <laughs> they probably meant uh, like people who aren't housed. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, foreign nations who wanted to gain his favor would gift him some of their tallest lads. <laughs> oh my god, this um, is creepy. Actually, lar- especially large babies would be marked no. with a red scarf oh. it, so to keep tabs on their growth. Oh, this is creepy. This and is creepy. He would match up tall men and women uh, to try to make very tall babies. Okay, so he is a creep. He is a this creep. is creepy. Yeah. But was um, he attracted to large babies or just I, I don't wanted think, them to grow up to I think be he large? just wanted them to grow up. I think he was just obsessed with creating tall people. <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone get him a pet giraffe? <laughs> I don't know. I hope so. Yeah. Um, so uh, the, the Potsdam Giants were technically an army regiment, but the, their purpose was never to go to war. They were just there to... To make Look make pretty. the king happy, and he would he he treated them like his favorite toys. That is much. so weird. <laughs> That's and, weird. Uh, I don't like that. Uh, king Charles the Sixth of France. Oh, we're on uh, to another one. Yeah, he had he had violent manic episodes during oh. one of which he slaughtered okay. four of his own men when oh he was my. startled by a page dropping a lance. <laughs> What? <laughs> um, and then later in his life, he believed himself to be made of glass no. and had iron rods sewn into his clothes to no, prevent not... himself from shattering. No. Wait, he had that? He did that? Yeah, he had iron rods <gasps> sewn into his clothes so that he wouldn't break. <laughs> uh, I thought you meant he thought that. No, he, he did that. He did actually Because he thought that. he was made of glass. Um, similarly, this poor guy. Yeah, <laughs> That's no. sad, actually. Uh, Princess Aleg- Alexandra oh, We have a crazy Amelie, woman. Yeah, of Bavaria, uh, believed that as a child, she had swallowed a glass piano that Maybe was still she inside did. her. Um, and she would walk, uh, she would you know be very delicate and walk through doorways sideways <laughs> to avoid breaking No, it. no, no, no. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, uh, (laughs) another Russian, Fyodor I, um, after his daughter died at the age two, he kind of Uh lost it and he took to wandering Russia seeking to ring every bell in the land. (laughs) Any kind of bell this guy was all about. That's what you're going to do when I die. (laughs) Just go around ringing bells. Yeah, I could see you really enjoying that. Yeah, why not? (laughs) Um... And then King King Ludwig II of Bavaria, um, he only liked to eat outdoors, uh, no matter what the weather was. No. And he would have a bunch of other empty like places set at the table because he believed he was dining with the kings and queens of like the past, of history and stuff. 
No, <laughs> no, you're not. Uh, he he was also obsessed with building castles. No, um, especially dramatic, impractical ones that serve no real purpose. <laughs> oh, God. Um, at, rather than hiring architects to build them, he would hire opera set designers to yes. create castles. Okay, I like um, this guy. Um, and he he bankrupted the kingdom, building um, <laughs> them in a variety of different styles. You know, I always speak way too soon. I mean, I, he bankrupt the town. Yeah, but you know, he, he some of them were like attempting to recreate like Versailles or other historic ones, and some were just a bura- bizarre like mishmash of different styles. Like, all because he didn't know <laughs> <laughs> there was no real like history to the castle it wasn't you just liked building them uh-huh. um the most famous one uh his uh neuschwanstein um castle uh is what uh disney based the cinderella castle on no uh mm-hmm. really yeah. yeah that's cool it's cool but uh insane rulers uh, do not only exist in the distant past um yeah. we're gonna talk about a, a more modern day focus mainly mainly on uh, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, or MBS, of Saudi Arabia. Yes. Um, and he's around today? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he's, uh, I guess, his his father's the king, but he wields a lot of power okay. um, there. Uh, so, it, and he's, I'm going to talk about one particular project of his that's ongoing. Okay. Um, so in the far northwest corner of Saudi Arabia, uh-huh. um, in one of the most barren parts of one of the world's most barren countries, he's building a new city from scratch called Niam. 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 I used to know a lot about Saudi Arabia. Oh, yeah? Why? Because in junior high, I did a, a project. We had to pick a place. I don't know. Saudi Arabia was on the list, so I picked it. And then I did an entire presentation on it. But then my dad said I was in so I was stationed in Saudi Arabia for a really long time. So then my dad helped me write my paper and he gave me money to show to the class. Ooh. He had like, he has like a bunch of yeah, he has a bunch of money from everywhere he's That's been. Cool. And then like money, like um other stuff he got over there. And so I like brought in all this cool stuff and I uh-huh. um interviewed my dad for it. Uh-huh. And he told me he told me what it was like whenever he was there. That's cool. And so I had the best presentation. Yeah, I bet you did. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So so what do you know about Saudi Arabia? I don't Arabia? remember anything. <laughs> a lot of desert, uh, a lot of oil money. That's that's the main thing. That's, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> there wasn't much to it, really. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, um, the project of neon neom neom was announced in October of 2017 as an ambitious city of the future uh, that would range over uh, like 25,000 square kilometers in uh, northwestern Saudi Arabia. Okay. Um, So I want to read a few uh, quotes from a Wall Street Journal article on the project uh, from 2018. Okay. So it starts off, This seaside corner of northwest Saudi Arabia is so barren that the only abundant resources a group of consultants could find were sunlight and unlimited access to salt water. In case you ever need that. Salt water. Yeah, because it's right on the Red Sea. Yeah. Um, But Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman didn't see a wasteland when he landed his helicopter here a few years ago. He saw the future. 
Yeah. And hatched a plan for a $500 billion city-state to cover 10,000 square miles of rocky desert and empty coastline to attract the, quote, world's greatest minds and best talents, unquote, to the world's best-paying jobs in the world's most livable city. Okay. So he's just going to build from scratch the best city in the world. I like this. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll fly drone taxis to work while robots clean their homes. Their city will supplant <laughs> Silicon Valley in technology, Hollywood in oh, no. entertainment, and the French Riviera as a place to vacation. It will host a genetic modification project to make people stronger. No, no, <laughs> no. Canceled. Just, just, just sliding that one in at the end there. I cancel that. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> so, so this is all part of MBS's plan to modernize Saudi Arabia. Is this and, what you're calling the guy? Yeah, that's MBS? what people call him. MB- <laughs> <laughs> uh, and diversify the economy because, you know, of course, they've made trillions or hundreds of billions of dollars off of, you know, petroleum. But they obviously can see oil going out of style in the future and want to be pre- prepared yeah. for that. And, you know, get, get some tourism and other, other business bucks in there. Yeah, I mean, what are they going to do after that's not a thing anymore? <laughs> they don't do anything. Uh, they're going to they're gonna build Neom. Uh, and so, Neom. So they want to attract the world's greatest scientists and business people and thinkers and creatives. Me. To the city. They could hire me. They I'm could, a creative. You're, yeah. And a scientist and uh, whatever they wanted. Yeah, you can, be, you can do that. <laughs> I'm a meteorologist bitch <laughs> yeah creative meteorologist you can't see me but i'm posing <laughs> and so so to do that uh here are some of the features that they have planned all right um number one where flying, am i gonna be living fly f- flying taxis are gonna yes. take you from your home good um scientists might take a flying taxi to work um quote uh driving is just for fun no longer for transportation E.g. driving for a Ferrari next to the coast with a nice view, planning what? documents show. What? Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, number two, cloud seeding. Uh, the desert won't always feel like the desert. Cloud seeding could make it rain. Wait, like making clouds with rain in it so it rains yeah. in the desert? It's a thing that people have been talking about for a while, like trying to work on. Trying Why? Trying to make it happen. So, that- so places can get water yeah pretty much yeah to alleviate drought and stuff um all right now it's a quoting from wikipedia here its effectiveness is debated some studies have suggested that it is quote difficult to show clearly that cloud seeding has a very large effect so we've uh, actually tried this yeah it has been tried uh quite a bit uh but it is rarely successful okay Hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, robot maids Uh, don't worry about household chores while scientists are at work their homes would be cleaned by robot maids yeah (laughs) Yeah. I don't know though Um, state of the art medical facilities scientists would work on a project to modify the human genome to make people stronger no no world class restaurants Uh, there would be (laughs) fine dining galore in a city with the highest rate of Michelin starred restaurants per inhabitant yeah, but can I afford them? What's well, their thing about money here? I mean, it would be the highest, it would be the largest city in the world by GDP is their, what they aim for, their plan. So can people live in this city? I yeah, mean, I guess if there's maids. 
But people well, they're robot come... maids. Yeah, but you wouldn't need maids if you don't have a house. Yeah, like, I mean, people live there. They want like they want scientists and business and people, people and stuff just working come there. Come visit. Yeah, they would. Uh, it, it it's it's a a tourist attraction. Yeah, I, I think so. I think it's partially that, partially an attempt at making a <laughs> at all you know all the best parts of every other city that makes people want to live there, mashing it into one. Okay. Um, number six, dinosaur robots. Is this the child? Is the child is a child a prince? <laughs> he, is he he's a an child. Ad, he's an adult man. How old is he? Uh, he's a, I want to say like in his thirties. Um, no, okay, that's fine. Then I don't need to know up. the exact age. Uh, I don't need to know it. Uh, yeah, he's thirty-five. He looks like a child man. <laughs> well, I mean, that's he looks like a man-child. He, he does. Um, this sounds like. You made this city. <laughs> this is what this is what happens when you're yeah you get bored in SimCity. Yeah. And, <laughs> All right. Uh, residents could visit a Jurassic Park style island of robot reptiles. I think he's really shooting for the stars. He's, he's shooting here. for the moon here. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, um, a giant artificial moon would light up each night. <laughs> I. I don't know why. Cause why? I assume the real moon the real would moon still exist would still there. Exist. The real but moon is still around. One proposal suggests it could live stream images from outer space acting as an iconic landmark. I've heard. Why? I didn't hear any mention of like a, a covering for the city or anything that they wouldn't be able to see the moon. Yeah, wait. Is this all in a bubble? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, robot martial arts. Um, How come there's so many robots? Robots would do more than just clean your house. They also could spar head to head in a robo cage fight. One of Why? many sports on offer. Wouldn't that would oh, be cool? It's a robot sport. Just so watching, you watch it. Yeah, watching like robots beat each other up. <laughs> I don't think that's cool. No. No, it's a waste. What about robot dinosaurs? That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I like robot dinos. Um, let's see. Uh, glow in the dark sand. The crown prince wants a beach that glows oh, in the dark, like that's the face cool. of a watch. I don't know how they would do that. That sounds toxic, but uh -huh. I like the idea. Um, and security, uh, cameras, drones, and facial recognition technology are planned to track everyone at all times. No, no, no. That's creepy. No, no, <laughs> no. BMS. No, you don't like that. BMBS. <laughs> no, um, I don't. Also, uh, quote, residents' children would be schooled in the uh, leading education system on the planet with innovations like hologram faculty. What? <laughs> um, and Neom aims to have the highest rate of Michelin-starred restaurants per inhabitant. I already said yeah, that. Yeah, you said that. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I had to point it out. <laughs> well, one one Michelin-starred restaurant for every person. Oh, my God. <laughs> I no, not that many. I'm, I don't know. You never know. Yeah, you never know. Not Maybe. that many people are going to be able to live there. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh. But did, did, oh man, sorry. Did I, you I, lose I, it? I hit the space bar. Oh. Um. The city would have its own judicial system, um, oh independent my. from the rest of the country, which would allow for things like alcohol to be brought in, um, because that isn't allowed in the rest of Saudi Arabia. Alcohol's uh, not allowed. Yeah, it's a very conservative, like, Sharia law uh, justice system, uh, law system that they have in Saudi Arabia. Um, so a lot of things. I mean, only recently were women allowed to drive cars, I think. Um, they, 
Yeah, I knew that. That's mm-hmm. what I knew about my dad was like, the woman has to walk 10 paces behind the man at all times. Like, I, that's the right. that's like the main one I remember him telling me about. He's like, it was really weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, so, oh my gosh. So you could, you could go to... You could go to Neom and still be in Saudi Arabia, but have, you know, a, a fancy wine pairing at your Michelin-starred restaurant. Okay. Or, uh, I don't know, uh, see some porno. <laughs> on the big screen. On the big screen. Maybe projected on the fake moon. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Please. Please project it on the fake moon. Anyway, uh, so so to give you an idea of the sort of planning going into this project, um, another uh, thing I like from the article. Is this actually being worked on yeah. actively? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yes. So Neon began <laughs> about four years ago, says no. a person familiar with the matter. <laughs> no. Shortly after MBS's father became king. Uh, mulling how to overhaul the economy, the prince pulled up a map of his country on Google Earth and saw its northwest quadrant was a blank slate, according to this person. <laughs> no. He just pulled up a map and was like, hey, there's hey, nothing uh, over there. Why don't, we, why don't we build a city? Put a lot of robots on there. <laughs> let's just, let's put a, great. Yeah. Great space for it. It's just, yeah. Um, a few paragraphs down. Um, a recommendation to develop a master plan for Neom Streets frustrated MBS. Uh, quote, I don't want any roads or pavements. We are going to have flying cars in 2030, the prince said. He's he's not wrong. I don't I don't think we're going to have flying cars. How do you know? Well, that... Not if Neom has a say. <laughs> I guess you're right. Um... Not if the Neom scientists have a say. <laughs> I, I just don't think flying cars are a good idea. I think they're a worse idea than regular cars. <laughs> so you don't think people should be able to just fly in the air? I, I, I well, I, I think the th- think of having a fender bender like two hundred feet in the air and then immediately plummeting to your death. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a good we, idea. We can't manage traffic in two dimensions, let alone three. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, uh, again, in the, uh, article earlier this year, MBS issued a decree about an area called Silver Beach, uh, quote, I want the sand to glow. He said, according to two people familiar with the project, engineers haven't figured out a safe way to do it. No, I was going to say, it sounds, I did say it sounds toxic. Mm -hmm. Uh, each night he told underlings, a fleet of drones, uh, should create the illusion of a rising moon crescent half full. That's what he wants this future to be, a former executive said. So the moon just isn't going to be there. I don't I don't understand. I there are going to have two moons maybe? I don't know. I guess. I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, to I guess make that two ha- moons? Yeah, to make that happen, Boston Consulting Group suggested partnering with NASA to make the fake oh moon the biggest in the world. Because there is no fake moon. This is going to be the first fake moon. <laughs> Of course it's going to be the biggest in the world. What? Yeah. What? I don't know. What? What? <laughs> so because they can. I Or no. they, in theory, can. So because confused. he wants it. That's why. It doesn't matter if they can or not. He wants it. Okay. Um, well, the, so the idea that the area where Neom is being built is a blank slate may be what the Saudis want to project to foreign investors. But that is far from the truth. Um, to develop Neom, uh, the Saudi government plans to forcibly relocate more than 20,000 people, many whose no. families have inhabited the area for generations. Um, one Boston consulting group re- re- relocation plan said that would take until 2025. Wait, so this is really happening? 
Mm-hmm. They are actually like planning this thing and kicking people out. Yeah, they're they're building it right now. Nuh-uh. I mm-hmm. thought this was all just like no, it's actually it's happening. Yeah, no, it's what? it's happening. Um, urged by MBS to move quickly, the date was moved up to 2022. No. <laughs> I just like to imagine that they put in 2025 and then they're like, uh, Prince Prince Mohammed wants us to go faster. Um, and they're like, all right, well, uh, let's make it 2022. Let's just change that number. Let's change the number. It's just, all right, uh, he wants it to be faster 2022 then. Why not? Why not do that? <laughs> The article features a lot of other moments of consultants just using buzzwords to try and make MBS's ideas sound realistic. A lot of mentions of things like AI and big data. And they have a 13-pillar livability framework to quantify how much people would like living in Neom and objectively prove it's the world's most livable place. <laughs> no. Just a fake McKinsey this is rid- idea. It's ridiculous. That sounds like the like that sounds like the first day like freshman year of like a like urban planning course what what are things that make a good what are 13 things that make a good city and i don't know that's just what the consultants are using to like plan this thing yeah. <laughs> that kind of yeah. uh anyway uh, since Neom was announced, so, yeah, some progress has been made. The Neom Bay International Airport is now operational. Oh my gosh. Um, and oh. most importantly, there is now an extravagant royal palace and a golf course on the coastline. Wow. Yeah. Um, uh, so uh, that that's how it happened over the past few years. Um, finally, now it seems MBS's difficulty with creating a street plan has been solved. Um, a couple of weeks ago, on January 10th, 2021, uh, Neon made a big announcement. Oh, no. Um, so here, here's journalist Seamus Malakafzali's description of it. Um, as the video fades in, Bin Salman is already standing at the center of a black stage with the logo of Neon behind him. He asks the viewer to consider the history of cities and how they prioritized cars over their own human inhabitants. He asks the viewer to consider how much of their days are wasted by traveling to work and back, and if that is supposed to be the pinnacle of human life. He asks the viewer to consider the startling effects of that climate change will bring to cities all over the world, and if it is sustainable to continue sacrificing nature for development. Mohammed bin Salman says that he has the solution. So I'm on his page so far. I'm, I, I'm on his side so far. Like, I like this. <laughs> the harm that cars have done to cities and nature is, is vast. Is this what he said or you said? No, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. But okay, Here, here's his solution. Okay. It's called The Line. A city of one million people in a 105-mile-long straight line. Okay. What? <laughs> like that doesn't... Just, just a 105-mile-long a city just in a straight line across the desert. Well, how does that solve <laughs> the, tr- the driving car problem? Someone well, please explain. I'm, that, I'm just it? confused. The line would be an entirely pedestrianized city within the Neom Super Project. Okay. A city within a city with no cars, no streets, no carbon emissions. 95% of its nature would remain intact. Every citizen would be able to fulfill their daily needs within a five-minute walk. Uh, but high-speed transportation would allow traversing the entire length of the city within 20 minutes. See, I'm still on this guy's side here. What is, what's the problem? What are, what are you seeing? I, I, I don't see how a, a, a city in a straight line could possibly be 
realistic or That's how cool. I also don't how are robot dinosaurs realistic that too I'm not <laughs> he thinks there's gonna be flying cars soon I know well you would and need... this is what you have a problem with this is just the most recent development this is what you have the problem with Harry uh, the line would stretch across four biomes from co- the coast to the valleys in what Saudi newspapers raved would be a self-sustaining metropolis um I mean, I, I don't see how you... So, in order to get from one side of Neom, excuse me, to move all the way down the line, a train would need to be traveling at 300 miles per hour, which is, uh, like, much, much faster than any trains that currently exist are capable of. Um, and it would need to be doing it, like, three levels underground. Let me bring up the, the Neom website. Um, oh, my God. There's a website? Yeah, of course. Neom.com. And we're looking at uh, what is the line here. Well, you um, totally just used, like, a Wix. <laughs> <laughs> I present to you the line, a city of a million residents with a length of 170 kilometers that preserves 95% of nature within Neom with zero cars, zero streets, and zero carbon emissions. I think I kind of want to live here. <laughs> okay. What? Um, I like it. Yeah. So it just goes <gasps> through uh, four unique biomes. That's cool. You've got the coastal area, the uh, coastal desert the mountains, and the uh, upper valley. This place is cool, Harry. It, <laughs> yeah. Why can't I live here? Um, because it's not not, huh? not going to happen. Yes, it's it is. It's not going to work. There's a website. <laughs> You're right. There they is a website. They have a website, neom.com. Right. Uh, so powered by an inv- innovative invisible infrastructure where there would be a pedestrian level where it's just people walking um, I had no streets or cars or anything. Then uh-huh. the service layer, where it seems like they would have certain city service vehicles moving around. And There's then the layers. spine layer, where you have uh, ultra high-speed transit and next-generation freight, all controlled See, like by this. AI and stuff. That's yeah. cool. A city integrated with nature. But what if he pulls this off? If, if he pulls it off, I'll be amazed and also uh, feel bad for the many people who probably yeah, okay. died in the making of it how can you create a city without roads and cars that's All what right. everyone should be thinking about the project highlights neom's never before seen approach to 21st century urban design i i, I think there's a reason that this the, the this approach has never before been seen uh, people <laughs> and nature will reclaim the space uh, so the city cuts through like how is he going to reclaim nature there, you're destroying a lot of nature here <laughs> sir <laughs> yeah yeah I, I know. Um, communities will be powered by various types of n- renewable energy, allowing industry back into the heart of communities. You're kicking a lot of people out <laughs> of their communities. Mm-hmm. Uh, infrastructure and supporting services, including transportation, utilities, digital infrastructure, and logistics, will be seamlessly integrated in dedicated spaces running in an invisible layer spaces. along the line. You said spaces. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I can't read. High-speed transportation. Long commutes, a thing, will make long commutes a thing of the past, making life simple and stress-free. Wow, this is great. It's the dream, this isn't is it? ridiculous. I love it. <laughs> Let's see. Um, what so, else? Um, that That's, let me see here. Is um, that the rest of your story? Yeah. Um, 
MBS had claimed the project would preserve 95% of nature, nature, but the design of the city goes straight through a gigantic mountain range. MBS claimed there would be high-speed public transport that could traverse the city in 20 minutes, but trains of that speed would be faster than any train currently in service anywhere on Earth. I just don't know why people are hooked on that part. That's the part that's impossible? That's the part? This is the, this the is just high the... speed train? <laughs> no one really mentioned the dinosaur robots. Well, that's stuff that we already knew. That that's that that's old news. This is like the most recent development in the project is he is making the line. I just don't see okay. Okay. I, I, I people have already people have this. already made fun about of the the, the the other parts of the plan. This is just okay. the new thing. Okay. Um let's see. Um, questions swirled about what was the benefit of a city that was only a straight line, how the trains would work when there was no space to expand, and how walkability <laughs> is improved by any of the design choices. <laughs> yeah, a straight line seems a lot less walkable to me than just like maybe a circle. I know. I guess the, uh, yeah, right? <laughs> I, I feel like you'd I be th- closer base, to more things. How I'm guessing the idea is, what the idea is, is that rather than being one like cohesive city it would be more of a series of like s- m- yeah. mini communities and stuff but that's i mean <laughs> they'd have to be like <laughs> i don't know like every it's nonsense yeah, you don't I know. have to think it's, about it yeah, it's nonsense I know. it's just funny no, <laughs> i know it is funny every mile there's a drugstore every every mile and a half you've got a uh, like a Walmart. I'm telling you, why didn't they just make this a circle? It's way more efficient than a line. I know. I just. What I if just... you need to get to something at the other end of the line? It's well, not walkable. Well, you take the the high speed train that goes 300 miles an hour from one end to the other. <laughs> I guess if you're in the middle, though, because I I wonder where where that stops. Because if you're in gonna... the middle trying to get to the end, there's probably a different train that goes half as fast. <laughs> Okay. This know. is like Firefest City. I, it really is. This is Firefest mm-hmm. City. Yeah. So so that's that that's that's the line and Neom. Um it's uh That's mm-hmm. That's it? Yeah, that that's it. Damn. You know, it's just uh you know, Crown Prince MBS just playing plus just playing cities skylines in the desert uh with real people and uh, things yeah i'd be so mad if i were one of those people who got kicked out yeah um i'm gonna That's put a link to the article um that uh, seamus malakafzali wrote recently wrote about it um because right, it's it's a good read about the scent like the the human cost of the project and how it fits in saudi arabia's place in geoeconomics and politics and stuff but okay that's, I'll have to read it. That's that's the line. Man. We're 45 minutes in. I need to go get a snack. So okay. I'm going to pause this. All right. I'll be right back in probably a second for Sounds you. Sounds good. Welcome back, everyone. I'm filled with my uh, dark chocolate covered rice cake. Good. And I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I had an idea while we were on break. So okay. I should I should stream like SimCity or something this week, making the line. Yes. <laughs> I haven't we haven't I haven't used Twitch in a while, and that would be a fun. You should do that. Yeah, That'd I be know. fun. I should. Mm-hmm. So we'll just test out some of his ideas. See if yeah. We'll we'll see if there's like a. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Can I join? Yeah, of course. Yes. Okay. Look forward to that this we'll, week. We'll try it. And should we do? 
Well, we'll I'll figure it out. Maybe it will, maybe we'll do SimCity four. Maybe we'll do SimCity two thousand. Okay. I don't do know you if have my SimCity. Uh, yeah, I I think I can get them through Origin. Yeah. Or oh, actually, so I think I already have. have. No, I I actually did buy SimCity two thousand a while ago for like a dollar forty nine. So <laughs> okay. I'll, maybe I'll use that. All right. Cool. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Are, are you ready for my story? Yeah, I'm ready. I want to, I don't know. I have no idea what you're doing. So I'm looking forward to it. Cool. I got my sources from Wikipedia, then Wikipedia, then the encyclopedia, then the encyclopedia. What encyclopedia? Those are my sources. Encyclopedia.com. <laughs> oh, okay. That encyclopedia. <laughs> <laughs> Not the encyclopedia. It's encyclopedia.com. What's the difference? Uh, uh, it's encyclopedia.com. There are, <laughs> there are multiple encyclopedias. Was yeah, it? I have encyclopedia.com. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm talking about Florence Cook today. Florence? You, you just rubbed a booger on me. <laughs> no, it was not a booger. It was snot. <laughs> it's different. Thank you. I could, I, my hand was too saturated with the snot. It needed somewhere else to go because I needed to wipe again. Do you want me to get you... No. Okay, I'm talking about Florence Cook. Look, I have this used piece of tissue toilet paper here. Okay. Oh, man. You have me, I guess. Huh? You don't don't need a tissue when you have me. I have a sweater, too. I touched it. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Okay. So Florence Cook is a famous... Okay, do you want to know about Florence Cook? Yeah, I I do. Okay. Florence Cook, the, (laughs) the famous British... Material materialization medium. Another more, okay. Yeah, whom physicist and chemist Sir William Crookes investigated. Okay. The story of her mediumship starts in 1871. So we got an old one. That's a long time it's ago. Fun. This is fun. She claimed to have seen spirits and heard voices in her childhood, but this was attributed to vivid imagination. When she was 15 years old, she was at a tea party with some friends, and table turning was proposed. Table turning. She at first refused to participate, Mm -hmm. but later, with her mother's permission, consented to the experiment. Extraordinary things were reported, including the table being unmanageable and Cook being levitated. Ooh, what's table turning? I don't know. I thought you would know. That's why I didn't Google it. (laughs) Oh, no, I don't know. Darn it. (laughs) Can you Google it? (laughs) Yeah, I'll Google table turning. Okay, great. Well, I'm going to keep going, but you you Google table turning, okay? Okay, I will. For some time afterward, she gave seances for the Dalston Association, which was some kind of spiritualist association. What was table? What's table turning? It's a type of seance in which participants sit around a table, place their hands on it, and wait for rotations. What, what does that mean? They what wait for a, it to spin. The table was purportedly made to serve as a means of communicating with the spirits. The alphabet would be slowly spoken aloud, and the table would tilt at the appropriate letter, thus spelling out words and sentences. So it's like a Ouija board. Yeah, it's like a Ouija board, except instead of them, you, you say the letters. You say the and letters, it tilts and then it tilts saying. when you. Whoa. Yeah. Hmm. 
I've never heard of that and never tried it. But why were 15-year-olds at a tea party? I guess you're hanging out with friends. You're like, let's do it. But then they're like, I got to get my mom's permission. (laughs) I can't my mom. I can't my mom. (laughs) So they're at a tea party. Mom, can I table? Can can I I table turn? (laughs) One time I came home with a Ouija board from Goodwill and my dad laughed at me. (laughs) And he said, that doesn't work. (laughs) Those aren't real. Oh, well, then that you shouldn't say that. That's the <laughs> that's the first scene. Uh huh. Okay, ready? And she, wait, she during the table turning, she levitated, right? Yeah. They must have been turning she that levitated. table fast. <laughs> it was just all the air that was spinning in the. <laughs> okay, ready? Yes. Okay. Uh, so yeah, she gave seances for that spiritualist association. She attended a few materialization sittings, which is like physical mediumship where you like, yeah. What is, I don't know what that means. She can, uh, produce like a full body image of a thingy. Oh, she, she like makes something appear? Actually, yeah, that wouldn't be physical. Yeah, she has stuff like ectoplasm and stuff and she can make people appear. Oh, okay. Yeah, get your arm off the table. <laughs> okay. Um, she attended a few materialization sittings for the mediums Frank Hearn and Charles Williams, famous mediums at the time. Okay. Uh, she soon gave up them. the Dalston seances because the manifestations became too strong and embarrassing for a public assembly. She Ooh. was said to have been carried over the heads of the sitters and invisible hands were said to have stripped her clothing off. <laughs> that is embarrassing. <laughs> I'd was, stop going to them too. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was going to make a joke about it being embarrassing, but that is, that would be embarrassing. Mrs. Cook decided to allow her daughter to sit only at home. Like seance so, stuff only at home, okay. I guess. Florence often became entranced and changed personalities, calling herself Katie King. Mm. So that was when she didn't materialize anyone. It was like a trance-like seance. Like she went to like, I guess that wouldn't be a seance. Anyway, the daughter of John King, the buccaneer. She promised to remain for three years. Katie King did. Which Katie King is like, you know, the spirit she's summoning. Right. Yeah. yeah. She's, okay. I just wanted to be on. Just want to get on the same page. Okay. Um, the Hackney Circle, composed of Florence, her parents, her two sisters, who were also mediums, and Mary, the maid, soon became famous. So you know, you have to have your circle of people when you're doing a séance. Right. Yeah. Like you have to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or or it doesn't work. Right. The young and beautiful Flory gave some private sittings to Charles Blackburn, a wealthy citizen of Manchester, and he guaranteed her an annual retaining fee so she should be free to give her services when required. Okay. So he paid her yearly. Why why did I specify that she was young and beautiful and all that before talking about him? Uh... Yeah, I don't know. That is weird. I don't know know what this guy was paying her for. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, She was the first English medium who exhibited full materializations in good light. The first attempt by Katie King. So Katie King. Well, Katie King was occupying her body. No. Oh. Katie King is the spirit that materializes. Wait, I thought that Katie King was the one that was like... 
Katie King is the spirit she summons. Okay. But I thought that she was like, it take, but I thought you said. Florence Cook. Yeah. Summons. Florence Cook is the person. And then she summons Katie King and Katie King like, doesn't, Katie King like takes on her, like she takes on Katie King's personality, right? She becomes Katie King. Yeah. At first. Oh, at Then fir- she actually materializes the spirit. So okay. first, the spirit's just in Florence Cook. Right. So she's at she's being Katie. Katie King is taking over Florence's body. Right. But then she's able to actually summon Katie King as her own spirit. When did that happen? When did that When did that start happening? Now. Okay. The, okay. <laughs> the first attempt by Katie King <laughs> was made. In April 1872, a face was seen between the curtains of the cabinet. Well, that sounds like no, but that that, that sounds like Katie King is making the attempt to show a person. No, 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 no. It means Katie King is making the attempt to come out as a full spirit. I know it's worded weirdly. Yeah. Fine. The first attempt by Cook to summon Katie King materialize Katie King's spirit. That's what it means. Okay. I promise. Okay. Uh, a face was seen between the curtain of, curtains of the cabinet, which spirit cabinets were portable closets into which mediums were placed, often bound with ropes, in order to prevent them from manipulating the various uh, aforementioned tools, which I did not mention any of the tools. There's no aforementioned tools. Um, but yeah, you usually like strap their wrists and ankles and like stomach to a chair in the cabinet. Uh-huh. So then, you know, either you'll hear... If she's getting out. Right. Or she'll just be there still. So so the medium has a cabinet that's full of a bunch of contraptions and tools and stuff. No. Well, what's in it? The, you tool, said there were tools. the tool is the spirit cabinet. On the Wikipedia page that I got, it listed a bunch of stuff. And okay. spirit cabinets was the last one. But they were all a certain kind of like cabinet. They were all like a cabinet that you yeah. strapped the person and the medium inside. Yeah. Got it. It's like a box. Okay. It's just a box. And then uh, between the curtains of the cabinet, a face appeared while she was strapped inside it. Yeah, but she was strapped inside it, so she couldn't get out of the box. It wasn't her face. It wasn't her face. As time went on, increased facility and practice enabled Katie King to show herself more clearly. Her resemblance to the medium in the materialization attempts was soon noticed. So she looked a lot like Florence Cook. Okay. <laughs> uh, to prove that she was distant, distinct from Florence, uh, Katie changed the color of her face to chocolate and then to jet black. Hmm. Interesting. So she changed her face color. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Also, Katie King was different in stature, manner, and personality. Uh, as further proof, the medium was tied by the sitters or sometimes by the spirits in the cabinet. How do they know that she was tied by the spirits? The spirits, uh, Katie King tied her to the chair. Okay, I'm scared. (laughs) They watched Katie King tie Florence Cook to the chair. Okay, I guess, I guess that makes sense. (laughs) The, You're very confused with this story. I, I'm aren't very you? confused. Yeah. The, so they would watch. They would watch the medium be tied to the chair by the spirit that she was summoning. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
to prove that they were different people. Get your arm All right, makes sense. Okay, I got it. <laughs> so remember Sir William Crooks? Yeah. Okay, so Sir William Crooks offered what was at the time considered de- decisive proof of Katie's separate existence. Okay. The report of his long series of experiments conducted in the Cook home and in his own laboratory was published in 1874. It aroused a storm of ridicule, sarcasm, and protests. Sir Williams Crookes, one of the greatest physicists of the last century and an early exponent of scientific investigation of psychic phenomena, I think. William Crookes was born June 17, 1832, in London, England, and educated at Chippenhurst Grammar School and the Royal College of Chemistry, London. Even without a graduate education, he became one of the most decorated scientists of the era. Crookes seemed to have been led into research on spiritualism because of the untimely death of his brother Philip in 1867. So he's actually a really smart science guy. He invented a bunch of stuff. Okay. That's actually useful. Okay. So, not just, yeah. Prior to this, Crooks felt uh, prompted to come before the public in defense of Florence Cook in a, it's so hard because the names are like Katie King, Florence Cook, and Sir Williams Crooks. So there's Cook and Crooks. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. confusing. <laughs> okay. Um... On December 9, 1873, the Earl and Countess of Caithness Caithness and Count de Medina Pomar had been the guests of Mr. Cook, W. Mr. Cook. W. Volkman, one of the other guests present, became suspicious of Katie King during a seance and rushed forward and grabbed her hand, and then her wrist. But one of the rules of the seances was you weren't supposed to touch the spirit when you mater- when it came out. You weren't Which, supposed to touch the spirit. Wait, she, he got suspicious of the spirit of Katie King? Yeah, he got suspicious okay, he touched, of what he was seeing. So he went up and did what he wasn't supposed to do, and he touched spirit. her. A struggle ensued in which two of the medium's friends went to Kate's aid. In the testimony of Henry Dumphy, a barrister, Katie appeared to lose her feet and legs and made a movement similar to that of a seal in water and then glided out of Volkman's grip, leaving no trace of physical existence. So he grabbed her and she just lost all her limbs and wriggled out. Yeah. Disappeared. Yeah. And one of the... um, one of the friends that came that came to Katie's aid, mm-hmm. actually, she ends up marrying him later. Not Katie's. Katie's aid. Florence ends up marrying the guy who came to Katie's aid. Okay. Sorry. Got it. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So I just want you to know that. It comes up later in the story. Okay. Uh, the incontestable fact, however, was the five minutes later when the excitement subsided and the cabinet was opened. Florence was found in black dress and boots with tape tightly uh, around her waist as at the beginning of the seance, and the knot was still sealed with the signet ring of the Earl of Caithness. So at the beginning of her seances, she would they would put a wax seal on the mm-hmm. thing, and then the the people who the the guy like put his little ring stamp into it. Mm-hmm. 
So then it was still there. Right. So it wasn't her. And they could be sure that she didn't break it and then redo the seal. Yeah. Because it had the guy's ring stamped in it. Mm -hmm. She was searched, but no trace of white drapery was found because Katie King would come out in white white clothes. And she wore black clothes. As a result of the ordeal, the medium became ill, and Crooks came forward in three letters in the spiritualist press, citing his own experiences with her. In his first letter, he states that when Katie stood before him in the house of Mr. Luxmore, he distinctly heard from behind the curtain Florence Cook sobbing and moaning from the pangs of of trance. The second and third letters contained accounts of seances held in the Crooks' own house and at Hackney. So he's like, it's not the same. It's not just her coming out. Mm-hmm. It's a different. It's it's spirit. Yeah, yeah. Um, on March twelfth, eighteen seventy four, Katie came to the opening of the curtain and summoned Crooks to the assistance of the of the medium. Katie was in white. Crooks went into the cabinet and found Cook clad in her ordinary black velvet dress, lying across the sofa, and Katie vanished. Later in May, Crooks actually saw the two forms together during the photographic experiments he did. To protect herself from the injuries of the flashlight, Cook, lying on the floor, muffled her face with a shawl. Crooks' account stated, quote, I frequently drew the curtain on one side when Katie was standing near, and it was a common thing for seven or eight of us in the laboratory to see Miss Cook and Katie at the same time under the full blaze of the electric light. Interesting. Have you seen those pictures that he took? Yeah. Interesting. You can look That's at cool. you can find them. Huh. Yeah. Um an account of a séance on March 29th created further evidence for the for the simultaneous appearance of the two figures. Katie allowed Crooks to go into the cabinet. He described his experience. Quote Three separate times did I carefully examine Miss Cook, crouching before me to be sure that the hand I held was that of a living woman. And three separate times did I turn the lamp to Katie and examine her with steadfast scrutiny until I had no doubt whatever of her objective reality. Oh, all right. Well, then it's real. Yeah. If he says so. Yeah. He also noticed uh, that a blister on Cook's neck was not to be found on Katie's neck, and that Katie's ears were not pierced for earrings, whereas Cook's were. So. So they're. They're different. They're they're different. They're at least different people, but probably a person and a spirit. Probably. Uh, of the many precautionary measures taken by Crooks to prevent fraud, the electrical test devised by Cromwell Varley was perhaps the most interesting. The medium was placed in, elec- in an electric circuit connected with a resistance coil and galvano- ga- galvanometer. Galvanometer. Okay. The movements of the gal- galvanometer were shown in the outer room to the sitters on a large graduated scale. Had the medium removed the wires, the galvanometer would have shown violent fluctuations. Nothing suspicious occurred, yet Katie appeared, waved her arms, shook her hands and her friends with her friends, and wrote in their presence. They also had uh, Katie, the spirit, mm-hmm. plunge her hands into a chemical substance. 
I, that's all they said. And the galvanometer did not go off. They said it would have reacted with the wires. Okay. <laughs> but I'm also like, what chemical substance? Were there any like were there any like tests done to see if Katie King was a different person? That she was the chemical substance is my guess. <laughs> you can't have a human put their hands into some weird ass chemical substance. Yeah, you can. Well, she also vanished when well, someone okay. went to touch so, her. So, like, that's... that. Okay. That's pretty cool. Get your <laughs> arm off the table. That <laughs> should be the name of the episode. Get your arm off the table. Um, let's see. On May 21st, 1874, Crooks witnessed the farewell meeting between Cook and Katie behind the curtain. Because remember, she said she was only going to come to her for three years. Right. Yeah. Katie woke Cook from her trance. The farewell was very moving. They were talking affectionately, and the medium shed many tears. She never saw Katie again. After Katie departed, another spirit form, Marie, took her place. Marie, who danced and sang in a professional style, and they said that this is something Cook could not do. (laughs) Uh, During a seance on January 9th, 1880, Sir George Sitwell grabbed Marie, (gasps) and she did not dissolve. Okay. Uh oh. She was found to be the medium, wearing only her underwear, corsets, and a flannel petticoat. The discarded pieces of garment were brought out of the cabinet by another sitter. So Marie was fake. Marie was her. Guess she could dance after all. She could dance. Because of the many trials she had to undergo, Cook, who from 1874 was known by her married name, Mrs. L.G. Corner, uh, from some time gave up public mediumship. During ni- 1899, the, the invitation of the Sphinx, Sphinx Society, she sat under test conditions in Berlin. So, the question of whether Florence Cook was a fraud has been hotly debated and is still a matter of some interest in parapsychological circles. Mm-hmm. The Sitwell exposure was the primary evidence of her fraudulence, but (laughs) (laughs) the rest of it, but Crook certainly never found uh, the least sign of deception. Uh, And when he was notified of the death of Mrs. Corner, which is Kate, not Katie, which is Florence Cook, Mm -hmm. uh, in a letter dated April 24th, 1904, he expressed his deepest sympathy and declared again that, that the belief in an afterlife owed so much of its uh, certainty to her mediumship. If one accepts Crooks's careful investigations at face value, the evidence that the materialization of Katie King was real seems conclusive. Mm-hmm. Yet the possibility of a fully materialized phantom from f- phantom form with all the characteristics of flesh and blood of a flesh and blood human being is difficult to accept. Yeah. It's interesting that the one time when they gra- the time when they grabbed her and it was a f- it, it was actually uh Ms. Cook the uh, the crooks guy wasn't there but the time when they grabbed her and she just disappeared Mr. Crook Sir, Sir William was in attendance it just is interesting to me I mean, it's possible that Katie was real, and then she lost. She, well, once Katie left, she, she, no one else came, so she just had. She to had start, to keep up the gig. She had to do it herself. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why she would risk that. Why wouldn't she just bring in the person she was using before to be Marie? Right. 
Yeah, that's what I that's what I guess. <laughs> that's I was the gonna, weird part, right? I, I, my, Why would my, you risk that? Yeah, my assumption was they like brought in a professional of performer to be Marie when they that said they grabbed exactly her. That looks exactly like her. That's the weird part well, too. No, they I, looked a lot like. No, I was saying that for Marie until you said that it was her. I was like. I was thinking that it was going to be. It's oh, a, it's a that she was a professional performer. Yeah, like they brought in a dancer. I just don't know why. That's weird to me. I'm like, why wouldn't they just bring in someone else, or just use the same girl they were using and call her Marie this time? <laughs> well, when Crooks, that was weird, right? Yeah. Well, I guess most of the time it was her, but when Mr. Crooks was doing his experiments, they brought in another girl. Or no. not? Or no. Okay, go keep going. I'll, okay. I'll talk about what I think. Okay, okay. Um, over the years, so this is interesting. I don't have much... I don't know. This is interesting. Okay. Over the years, increasing attention has been given to the hypothesis that Crooks was either highly incompetent or more likely infatuated with Florence Cook to a point that weakened his judgment or integrity. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> the position was supported uh, by a new report published in 1964 by the Society for Physical or Psychic... What's this word? Psychical? Psychical Research in London. It is an account of a man who claimed to have known the medium and said she admitted fraud to him. He further hinted that the medium had an affair with crooks, which, okay, Trevor Hall in his book, The Spiritualists, hypothesized that Florence Cook was Crooks's mistress and that the great scientist tried to cover up the affair. Cook's uh, supporters responded that such an accusation was highly speculative, speculative and lacked firm evidence. There's no evidence, but I guess if he was fat, infatuated with her, I'm sure they fucked, <laughs> is what they're saying. Right. Crook's made no secret of his wonder at the beauty of the phantom Katie King, which appeared to have all the a- attributes of a living being. Mm-hmm. He admitted having embraced the phantom to verify his perception of the spirit, a spirit form as flesh and blood. Obviously, these were things and... Uh, wait. Obviously, these were things it would have been prudent to conceal if there was really an illicit affair in progress. What? Like, if they were actually having an affair, he wouldn't have said that stuff, that he was horny yeah. for the phantom. That's true. That's true, yeah. But, I mean... Some have suggested... I don't know about that. <laughs> ...that a more plausible case could be made for claiming that Crook's at first believed in the reality of Katie King, but later had his doubts and then had to kind of just kind of keep up, keep keep going. That seems possible, too. After the final seance with Katie King on May 21st, 1874, Crooks avoided further psychical experimentation. He became uh, reticent about the famous materializations and devoted himself to physics, his research culminating in the development of the radiometer and the Crookes tube. All right, uh, what's a Crookes tube? I think it's actually, I don't know, look it up. It was actually, it's pretty important. Crookes tube. What's a Crookes tube? Is it uh, a tube of light? An experimental electrical discharge tube uh, with partial vacuum... Uh, in which cathode rays, streams of electrons were discovered. So it's like a, the thing that people... I think it's a TV. 
Yeah, it, it was. It led to the invention of the TV, like yeah. cathode ray tubes. It led, yeah, it led. It I knew it. I was like, it had a... something to do with the TV. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's the most fast. Here's here's what will get you. I'm sure here. Okay. Well, not get you, but you'll be like, mm-hmm, told you. Uh-huh. So following Cook's death in 1904, so her husband. You know how I mentioned her husband. Yes. Um, he moved on and um. Married her sister. Okay. Cook's sister. And her sister looked strikingly like Florence. And she was also a materialization medium. And her name was Katie Cook. Okay. Her name was Katie. Yeah. Just like Katie King. Just like Katie King. And she looked exactly like... <laughs> so okay, it's probably so it was Katie. probably her sister. Yeah. It cool. was probably her sister. <laughs> cool ending though, right? Did I get you on any of it? It was probably Katie. Yeah. I I don't know. It was interesting. Pretty dope uh, scam, though. (laughs) Yeah. They got... And in the photo, she just looks like a real person. I'm like... "Eh." I mean, because she (laughs) is. She's real. (laughs) She's a real person. Yeah. So I guess the accounts of her disappearing when they touched her might have been a little... But then... You think that it was a real person, so this guy, like, tackles this woman to the ground, and then these spirits are, like, fighting, and then the spirit just runs off outside. Like, she doesn't actually disappear. She would have had to, like, squirm out of his uh, hands and then just kind of, like, run away. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that funny to think? Yeah, that is. (laughs) She just runs away. I'm sure there was a lot of commotion with people trying to pull him off of her and stuff, and... You know, but wouldn't but they said her two sisters were. Oh my God! Sorry, something <laughs> fell that really scared me. But her sisters were in the circle, so Katie Cook would have been in the circle. In in what? In the séance circle, the mom, the two sisters, the dad, and the maid were in the circle. So oh, wouldn't right. people always notice that Katie was gone? Was Maybe that... it's just a coincidence that it looked like Katie. Could be that it looked like her sister Katie. That could be. Maybe, maybe there was a secret sister. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Well, it was Florence Cook. Florence Cook, isn't that a good story though? That is. That is. I like that. Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah, it had a good ending. So, what are your thoughts on? What were your thoughts before I told you that it was? But again, I'm sure people argue that uh, the sister, Katie. Cook was always in the audience, so maybe she couldn't be. Uh, did, did I want to hear that? evidence. Well, she was in the seance circle. She was in one of them, or the, they the said first she was one in, when like, Katie the seance came. Circles, yeah. All wait, sorry, she so. was in like. Well, she always had her seance circle with her. It was always the same circle. Yeah, I thought it you was... have to have the same circle. Th- okay. You have to have a circle to have a seance. But there were yeah, but there were always different people. I thought yeah, she'd go sitters, to sitters, like spectators. I thought the sitters were the people taking part in the seance circle. No, they're just watching. Oh, okay. So but there's always was... a seance circle. You should have watched Surviving Death with me. <laughs> you have to have a seance circle, okay. a circle of people. There has to be people that can also help you uh, contact spirits. I see. And I have to be with you in order for you to do a seance. Maybe, yeah, maybe she had another sister. Maybe it wasn't Katie. Uh, Katie, who I was. I just thought it was interesting. But it was probably Katie. Yeah, probably. It was probably Katie. But isn't that fun? Mm-hmm. 
like you don't really find out about that till the end because <laughs> i didn't tell you till the end <laughs> yeah very good yeah bitch i'm good at you this storytelling thing huh did you believe it before i <laughs> before i said the ending <laughs> uh no I, I believe some of it okay i don't know it's fun to believe it yeah it is it's why fun. not I'm sure it was a scam. There's also a bunch of other, like, research about why it's all a scam and who all said that she was a scam and how (laughs) she had also another medium friend who had a spirit that she summoned that was called Florence. And then (laughs) she was probably... So they think also her friend could have also been Katie King. Uh And then for her, and then she was Florence for her friend. Right. And they did it together. Yeah. It's what they said happened. That's what a lot of people say the fraud was. I make they that helped also each sounds other likely. fraud. Yeah, that seems very likely too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of other re- a bunch of other research out there about how it was probably a fraud, but you you chose not to include that. I thought there was enough evidence of fraud in okay. my example. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think there's enough evidence of fraud that I talked about. I don't think I need to go on and on and on and on about how it was a fraud. I think we all know it was a fraud. Okay? I, you're right. I know. It's, you're right. You know. You were just trying to tell me that maybe it wasn't, that Katie Cook was always in the seance circle. Well, she she was, probably. It was probably a switch between her sister and this other you friend that, she had. Okay. As I understood I don't know, what man. you were saying, she was once. like the. <laughs> no. Okay. No, the seance circle always has to be there. Okay. That's what a seance circle is, Harry. Get right. with it. Well, yeah, I know there's always a seance circle. I didn't know that it was always the same people. It was always her, her mom, her sister, and the maid. Sisters. Sisters. She had two sisters. Okay. Maid. Sorry. Yeah. I, I. They have to be the same people. All right. Yeah. All right. Sorry. <laughs> <sighs> Did you like my story? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a good story. I heard it on Lore, the podcast. Lore. Cool. By Aaron Mankey. Go, uh, go listen to that instead. Yeah, it was better. <laughs> no, yours was better. I'm he sure. really got me. At the end with the Katie fact. I stole it from him that he did the Katie fact at the end. Okay. But I also found it in my research near the end. So I was like, "Eh." (laughs) they're all trying to trick us. Yeah, they are. All right. This is long enough. Are we ready to- Just like Florence uh, was. Are you ready to get this- I'm ready to continue. uh, Ending now? (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do we have to do anything? Do we have- No. Winter storm uh, something? Yes. Yes, yes. I love storms. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, well, thanks for, thanks for your listen. In. Uh, thanks for doing that. Um, uh, I've uh, been here. What's, I'm still Carly. And this has been. <laughs> no, no, no. Get in the zone, the Chernobyl exclusion zone. Because <laughs> it's weird out there. Bye. Bye.